0: It's a Beatle Places podcast special with Mark and Cole. This time the story of a hard days night.
1: Hi, welcome back. You're listening to Col and Mark with the Beatle Places special all about a hard day's night premiere in Liverpool. Hooray. Hope you're enjoying the uh, special edition so far. And just to give Mark a chance to relax his vocal cords just before he does his Luciano Pavarotti tribute act. he's he's tri- He's booked up for tonight. Up I there, don't know. That. Up
0: you haven't up told up me about this. Up
1: at the uh, British Legion ah. uh, tonight. Uh, let's enjoy a Hard Day's Night quiz from yours truly. And it's simply this. I've sprung this on, Mark. He'll never know. He never knew it was happening. Go on, then. Just a little quizzy poos. Ah. And what you've got to do is guess who said the line from the movie go on then that's, that's it that's the quiz right so if you don't uh, um that's the rule and Are you doing uh, the
0: answers straight after the quiz
1: uh, i'm going to give you right or wrong oh, um, right g- i'll give you an answer so y- let's have your eyes down your ball points out
0: so it's live as we as we and do it. it's going to be Sorry.
1: conducted live right. here, we, here we go right uh-huh. i'm ready for you you'll start for 10 mr right. glinistak <laughs> right who said this which beetle said this go oh, on maybe not which mm-hmm. beetle? Right. Sorry, we ate your field, mister. Uh,
0: that was um, George.
1: Well, that I know of, it was Ringo,
0: was it? Oh, all right, then. Mm. Did he change his name to George
1: uh, later in life? Oh, yes, right, okay. um, it uh, was Ringo, then. It was Ringo, it says. Um, how about this? Who said this? I now declare this bridge open. That was John, it was John, and uh. You're right as well.
0: Before you go any further, can I just got a little bit of um, a trivia about that? Because um, where he says, I now declare this bridge open, John improvised with other versions instead of bridge. He'd try synagogue, (laughs) fish and chip stand, (laughs) etc. And uh, he tried various ones, but stuck with um, this bridge. And that scene where he cuts the the tape, it's measuring tape. That's the tailor in the scene is actually the Beatles' tailor. Oh,
1: Dougie Mills. Fellow called, that, that is called yeah. Dougie Mills. Yeah,
0: that's yeah. his real tailor. Wow.
1: Anyway. Uh, well, of course, there was all kinds of little bits of uh, film trivia in the movie. Uh, we have to watch it a couple of times to. Oh, that happened, and that happened, and that happened. Really? You never know until you know all. Go
0: on then. Okay. Hit me with the next one.
1: Okay, who said this? And uh, yeah, you might have a random thought about this one. There you go. Hiding behind a smokescreen of bourgeois clichés. I would say that was Ringo as well. It was Ringo, yeah. Yeah, well-remembered and well-answered, yes. And good posture. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Who said this? She knitted him. Uh, As in knitted. Knitted. She knitted knitted him. him.
0: Uh, Paul. John. John.
1: Yeah. Um, There was a bit more in the dialogue there, but uh, that's the end end punchline joke, if it it is a punchline. Right, who said this? Stop being taller than me. Ah, that's uh, Norman Rossington. It is Norman. I was going to throw you a little wobbly one there, and that was it. Norman, Norman Rossington. What's an interesting fact about Norman Rossington while we're here stood next to each other at this bus stop? Go on, then. Uh, Norman Rossington.
0: Yeah, go on, tell me. Well,
1: he was in this movie. He was. And uh, he was Norman Rossington. And he came from Wavertree in, North, in South Liverpool, uh-huh. um, and his parents were born in Barnston and the Widdle. But the main fact was he appeared in a Beatles movie and an Elvis movie, a DT. real a real Elvis movie. Uh. I can't remember his name in that in movie as an actor, um, but he did play somebody a bit like himself anyway. So he's in an Elvis movie and a Beatles movie. Ah, uh. okay. Um, you won't yes. fail with this next one. Go on. Who said
0: this? You're a swine. Oh, a lot of them did. There are lots of swines in there.
1: Well, I think I think it's kind of a... Uh, it's the last line of the movie as well. You're I a swine. You're a swine.
0: And also, uh, yeah, um,
1: John Junkin. John Junkin, yeah, who I've met. Have you? Yeah, met him once. Ah. Um, yeah, so... Um, But who said it in the movie? Who was a beatler? That was John. It was John. Yeah, to begin with, anyway. And uh, Norman picked up on it, and John Junkin was in a Norman. uh, John Junkin played Shake in the movie. Uh, And they
0: stood. They were the um, Norman Rossington and John Junkin were uh, the covers sort of replacement for the real. Oh, Neal. Mallon, Malan, Neil. Yeah.
1: Neil, yeah, 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 the They were. and they were—they were pretty good, weren't they? Yeah. They were pretty good, yeah. in it? Yeah, they didn't fail, especially with the accents. Anyway, except John, joking a little bit, not quite scouse enough, but I uh, oh, forgive him for that. Get, he had he had was a, a nice kill, fella. Like. Okay, uh, what? Uh, what little old man? Uh, what little old—that was Paul. Yeah, it was a Paul oh, one. Right. Yeah, here's another. You win. You're before you go oh, any well, further, well, that little old man, mm, Wilfred
0: Bramble, mm, was Paul's dad. Yeah. In the first granddad granddad yeah but he was only 30 years older than him good grief so very young granddad if he was 30 years old well in hollywood
1: nowadays there's people who are like playing the dads and they're they're, the younger than the fella so uh, you know it's i'm getting used to it now who said this you're a window rattler son now it wasn't you about me because i am but who said it in the movie? A window rattle And who was he saying it about, by the way? For an extra,
0: extra point. Ring. It's talking about Ringo. Yeah. And I think it was Paul. It was John. The jo- I was, was going to say John. It's and a John, and it John one. You can just feel it was uh, a John
1: one. You're yeah, a window rattle yeah, or something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Who said this? Um, and I'll give you two phrases because it'll it'll help. Right. Uh, I wouldn't be seen dead in them. Oh, that was George. The dead grotty. Yeah, dead grotty. And we say dead grotty, don't we? It's not like it feels made up. And it, was, it was written that way, and the real word is grotesque. Grotesque. Grotesque, but I prefer grotty. Yeah. Okay, who said, well, uh, who said this? Mister, can we have our ball back? Uh, have a guess. John, I'm wrong now, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Shout, he shouted out the window. Uh, into the window of the train, they were running past in a surreal moment when they were outside the train.
0: For was that some pole, reason, man?
1: it was a poor one. Yeah, because yeah, they were one.
0: inside and outside the, the train at the same time, weren't they? Sort of,
1: <laughs> you know what I mean. They were because it was a surreal sort of little segment. Great though, great. All right, last last bit for you, and you've done really well so far. So uh, you so. can you can have something after this. I don't know. Pass on the head. He's very fussy about his drums. They bear large in his legend. They loom large in yes, his legend. legend.
0: They loom, loom large. That was George, that was George saying. George.
1: Why, why, why are you doing that voice? Because he kind just, of said I, it I like that.
0: I, it rings a bell and I can see. Yeah, I can yeah, hear yeah. him saying it.
1: Yeah, he, was, he kind of had that voice for a while and he yeah. uh, he's a bit more mellow now. So he was a bit more mellow in later life.
0: Just going back to the bit about grotty. Aye. Uh, screenwriter Alan Owen claimed the, the word grotty was a word used in Liverpool to mean grotesque, it's which it is. It is. But the Beatles, according to them, the Beatles never heard of it before and believed Owen made it up. And then it passed into general usage and linguists certainly cite the Beatles as the popularizers of the word in the early 60s and trace its origins to Liverpool. So...
1: Well, I mean, I don't uh,
0: know whether that's right or not, but um, um grotty.
1: don't know. I
0: don't know whether that's know. right or not. So uh, uh, I mean, not maybe
1: shy. in maybe in a later podcast, we're going to do something called a lexicon of Liverpool, Aye. where we're going to talk about Liverpool words and Liverpool pubs and Liverpool things, and uh we'll cover the the verbal the verbal stuff, the verbal uh, stuff um, like uh in terms of the entomology of
0: the words. Right. And right. the accents as well, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. To- yeah. Uh, accents as well, in a little bit of trivia. Yeah. Um, before the movie was released in America, uh, a United Artists executive asked director Richard Lester to dub the voices of the group with mid-Atlantic accents. <laughs> so, so Paul McCartney, well, Paul McCartney Dick, then, yeah. angly- angrily replied, look, if we can understand a... Cowboy in talking Texan, they can understand us talking Liverpool. So it was left as the Beatles' voices
1: as it is. Yeah, Grossi or not. Aye. Hey, well, good little segment there. You did well. You did well. Have a a biscuit. Thank you. I will. Charles. Cheers. Jolly good. It's Planetary Remix, take 444.
0: It's another Beatle Places podcast with Mark and Cole.
1: And we're back. Hey, 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 from where I can't say. Down there. Well let's do a quick head count. So you're all still here. Yeah, yeah, three yep. and a half people. I'm here, yep. sitting here. You're yep. there. So we can happily <laughs> carry on with the continuing story of the Beatles and their a hard day's night premiere in Liverpool on the 10th of July, 1964, at around six o'clock. So let's carry on. We're going to talk about the countdown of the visits. Hi. A more detailed
0: draft programme was written by the town clerk shortly after this letter was sent on the 10th of g- uh, the.
1: That's right, uh, the, d- the d- route d- and everything, yeah. yeah. The,
0: all the, where they were going and everything. So, uh, as intended for the Lord Mayor, the Chief Police Constable and all the charity heads, the memo concerned g- gives some interesting insights mm-hmm. into the plan and a little guesswork as they counted down to the day of the big visit. Because it was becoming a big <clears> visit, it wasn't it? It was. It really bigger big and bigger. People were getting very excited. Mm-hmm. So what was in it? Uh, the memory reports as follows. When the plane arrives at Speak Airport, it will probably be carrying the following people. Brian Epstein, The Four Beatles, mm-hmm. thank Na- goodness. Natural Mo. David Jacobs, who okay. is a radio presenter. Yeah. Derek Taylor, who is Brian Epstein's assistant. And two road managers. Namely? So, namely... Mal. Norman Rossington.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Peter Glaze <laughs> like John, from Jack. Yeah. Jack. <laughs> <laughs> no, Neil and Mal. Yeah. Neil and Mal. Great, great Neil and Mal. We're, we're going to cover yeah. Neil and Mal one episode from now, one or two episodes from now. Uh, t- cheers, Mark. Ah. So um, it doesn't sound much, does it? I mean, the anticipation is there'll be hundreds of people pouring off this plane, but uh, not much as ent- entourages. Is that the right way, way to spell it? Entourage. Entourages go. Um, because nowadays you look at entourages I mean you get everyone from the poodle groomer to the hairstylist to their eyebrow, eyebrow shapers they're all turning up on the same bloody thing and they, oh it goes bonkers it does it's um and as Mark mentioned uh, a fellow called David Jacobs was uh, in, in the ensemble of the entourage and he's, he was pretty much he was a big deal at the time if you it remember he was very that famous Bentham, uh, uh, yeah, on the telly yeah, on the radio nice polite posh fella and he presented a, a very popular show called Jukebox, jukebox jury, uh, amongst other things, he did sort of pop-related quiz for the hip and young happening people to watch. Ah,
0: they used to um, hold up a with you, give it a, a hit or a miss. They'd listen to a little bit of the song. Yeah. Uh, a group of about four people, famous people, uh, mm. and they. The Beatles
1: would, had to go on their own once. They didn't did, they, yeah. and
0: they'd hold up, they'd listen to a bit of the song, and then they'd hold up cards, mm. uh, either a hit or a miss, mm. and sometimes. Mm. In the, they gave it a, a hit well whatever or a miss uh, this person who sang the record uh, would appear behind the screen and uh, in tears hopefully <laughs> every time that the, the the guest was on it would be a hit but occasionally that some people said oh it's a miss that it's a load of rubbish and well here he <laughs> is tonight <laughs> <laughs> totally shattered. So you've ruined his night. <laughs> Korea his career ruined. Come here he is in tears. Uh, so it's a bit dodgy, though, sometimes. always going to come on?
1: Entertainment, they call it. But it, it was oh, good, though. Entertainment. I X-Factor's done it since. Oh. So. Here we go. Pop Idol, you name it. <laughs> yeah. um, so we're, we're moving along with the subject here because, um, of course, we had David Jacobs. Not that David Jacobs, Brian Epstein, knew as a lawyer legal guy it was uh, the two road managers mark said were mal and neil and they uh, they of course went everywhere so god bless them for turning up but the memo went there uh, went on to mention that there would be only three cars i think the entourage so the the first was a, like an open car with the beatles in them second would contain epstein derek taylor mal neil and uh, a few of the charity people and treasurers. important people who you, you're meant to be seen with uh, and, and David Jacobs, poor David Jacobs, he was in the no. last of the cars. Three cars, that was it. Not a big deal, is it now? You know, no. You, no. you get all kinds with more than that. Um, so when the cars reach the town hall in Liverpool, the first two cars would go into the building because you can go around the back, can't you, so to speak? Yep. And uh, the third would take uh, David Jacobs to change in a bank. It's <laughs> go. It's yes. like a spare room. Uh, take the brooms out. Go in there, David. Put that's, your coats on. That's the one just across the road, isn't it? Martin's it, it's bank. It's Martin's bank. And yeah. That was,
0: that was where they filmed um, uh, a Harry. Po- well, not the Harry Potter film itself, but mm. the uh, Fantastic Beasts. Oh, a little bit of that was did, filmed there yeah. because it's got a. Um, A wonderful uh, hall inside all marble. That's right, it has. Uh, And that's where they did a bit of Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, if
1: people don't know Liverpool very well, it's often very much used uh, for film locations uh, these days, as a film location team in Liverpool. Another time, another topic. Aye. So back to the Liverpool, back to the Beatles, back to a hard day's night. So there is poor David Jacobs in his underpants getting changed in Martin's bank with people going past him going, "I want to cash this cheque, please." Cashier number three, please. <laughs> <laughs> so the Beatles and Brian Epstein and Derek Taylor would immediately go straight into the Lord Mayor's room, leaving Mal and Neil, just in the hall, you know, twiddling the thumbs. Aye. Well, interestingly, there's a, a bit of a typed paragraph in all the stuff I, w- I was looking at from the library. Oh, right. And if you didn't know, and most people don't, uh, there was a possibility Cella Black was going to join them on the plane as well, because she was a NEMS artist. Oh, right. Very close to being uh, a good mate of Brian Epstein, and, of course, she knew the band really well. But she didn't travel up. She just thought it was a, too formal. It, it would divert their interest. It, it would be wrong. And oh. uh, so good of it not to, not to uh, interrupt them and give them their day in the sun and... Uh, And she appreciated it, I think, very much. So here was the little routine. I'll just paraphrase this because there's a few bits and times to make mention of. So when the band appeared, uh, began, uh, when when the band turned up, they would change in a dressing room, an official one. And I've seen that dressing room. It's a very big dressing room. It's more of a room um you would uh basically live in but a uh, very big it's in a town hall and uh, meanwhile while they were doing that the police city city police band was playing i hope it wasn't they playing a the stripper no. But um uh, they, they'd be entertaining the guests and people like that aye so um the liverpool town hall has two things it has two ballrooms guess what a large one and a small uh, and one, a small one, wow! Yeah. And the small one's large, and the large one is huge. Yeah. So why didn't he call it that? I don't know. Um So as I mentioned earlier, the uh, party would proceed uh, to the minstrels' gallery, which is part of the large ballroom. Very ornate, very nice. And uh, you would think it'd be perfect for the band to go up there and sing a couple of hits, but they didn't bother. You, no. They were doing—they weren't doing the singing stuff that day. Uh, Of course, it would be down to the Lord Mayor to give them words of welcome, appreciate them turning up and hand over greetings from all over the place. And uh, uh, of course, they'd just come back from their big tour. Meanwhile, let's not forget, there's a bit of a crowd outside. A lot of people outside. Making a noise. Wishing them well, fainting. And that that was just the police. (laughs) So... um, (laughs) so, as it goes, uh, meanwhile, up the road, the Odeon Cinema would be made ready for them to attend. So this time between 8, to eight 9 o'clock would be their time with their friends and guests in the town hall. And have a nosh
0: there. as well, I suppose. Uh, have well, a sausage roll or a, a volivant.
1: Literally, like the movie, hardly any time for anything. No. You know, Grab a cup of tea, a sausage roll, something on a stick. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the so, same to you. So, um, So... Then the, the old idea was, you know, the formality of uh, being seen in a formal place, going on the balcony, waving to the crowds and so forth, all that to happen before eight ish because they were blasting off to the cinema uh, a bit later on than that. And uh, meanwhile, o'clock, eight o'clock uh, ish, the band, the Lord Mayor, Brian, and uh, a few others would have a little meal together. So there was food provided by the sounds of it, Mark. So yeah, I'm, I'm sure glad veggie about stuff that. was there for Paul. Sure. <laughs>
0: Uh, No, he ate ate meat then, didn't he? No, he did, Yeah. Yeah. So he he ordered
1: pork and chicken and steak. No, I don't know what he ordered. (laughs) So meanwhile, um, up the road at the cinema, the guests are pouring into the cinema, if they can afford the tickets, that is. And uh, when uh, it rolls around about quarter past nine in the evening, the Beatles would go up to the cinema, go into another dressing room and make ready for their appearance in the royal circle, for the movie, and there would be a little interview, which I didn't know about really, but there was oh, a, a little interview. And um, uh, 5 to 11 ish in the evening, the film was expected to end. But guess what? The memo says the, that the audience remained standing because they were going to play the national anthem. So, can you picture that? No, I
0: used to do that at the end of the film. Didn't no, you? Yeah, I, I, can, I can remember going to the pictures. When there's a little lad, and Aye. they play the national anthem at the end of the
1: film. And did you stand?
0: I think I did, because I would have got a thump off me one. <laughs> if I
1: hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> so and it must have been, poli- been the policy of the seniors okay. at the time. But, yeah, I um, think it was. I think now, I, was. D- I don't know if the Liverpool City Police Band were playing that, p- particularly national Could anthem. Have been, yeah. But you, you can have a guess. You can have a guess. So there we are, up to that point with that. Has Mark got any more trivia to tantalise our listeners? Well, funnily enough... It's the Beatle Places podcast special with Mark and Carl. This time, the story of A Hard Day's Night.
0: Here we go, I have... Right, where was I? Right, did you there. know the whole of the first day's original shooting of the film, uh, the train, all on the train and everything that was the first day filming was lost, was it? Yep, they had to do it all over again because the clapper loader was mistaken by fans at the station for one of the Beatles. The clapper loader is, I think, the fellow who puts the film in the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in running away from the screaming fans, he dropped the cans of negative. So, uh, apparently, they had to do it again. Ruined. I'll have to delve more into that and have a proper
1: look ah, and see. Yeah, now, that is a fact I, I wasn't aware of. That's yeah. what that's it an says answer. here. Yeah. Oh, that poor fella. Aye, how well. Okay, and uh, while while you're here in that chair, strapped to it, Aye. can we go over them questions again with the original Hard Day's Night trivia question? Do I have
0: to? Please. All right, then. Thanks very much. Okay. Here we go. But go right. the first question was uh, on April the 1st, 1964, they were filming and Alfred Lennon appeared. That's John's dad. Mm. What I want to know is what did John say to his dad on that day when he met him? Not too pleased because he just turned up after a so, while. So what did he what did John say to his dad? That's the first That's question. Nice okay. Question number 2. Paul's song in the film And I Love Her Okay You got that Who is the inspiration For the song And I Love Her Any idea Hmm. Possibly somebody he knows
1: Well That's a little clue Yeah There's always clues I appreciate clues
0: And the finale On the album cover All the pictures of the Beatles Looking left, right Up and down And stuff like that I want to know Who took those photographs Because it was sort of An iconic cover Nobody had done that before With Um sort of a contact sheet of photographs. Cop- copied ever since. Aye. Aye. Uh, they've never done that before on an album cover. Mm. And uh, it was innovative. It was great. And uh who I uh, what I want to know is who took those
1: photographs. Well that's very appreciated. I so, thank you. Thank thank you back. Yeah. Extra drink yeah, yeah. It's your round anyway. Is it? Yeah. Oh, right, well, I'll thank, give, thanks Mark for the uh, refresh and we'll be back to that. Get those uh, answers very, very soon. It's the Beatle Places podcast with Mark and Cole. We haven't planned the show, so nothing can go wrong.
0: Right. The press on uh, the hard day's night. Here Premier, we go Liverpool, with some stuff July. all about them. Great. So it be the Liverpool Echo and all sorts of people... Uh, the press arrangements for such an eventful day were also given a mention in the council briefs and seem low-key By comparison to modern premieres because uh, they had red carpets and flashing
1: lights No, oh, well, you can picture it nowadays Tom Cruise and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, yeah. it's o- overload.
0: So isn't it? Only three press photographers were allowed into the town hall <laughs> and one of them was from the Liverpool Daily Post <laughs> No photographers were allowed inside the Odeon. Oh, well, so you that's not Because yeah. you're, you're watching a film, aren't you? Yeah. Not photographs. Only the press conference at Speak Airport was a free-for-all for all reporters, TV crews, etc. And the council notes also reveal that two photojournalists from the Saturday Evening Post on Fifth Avenue, New York City, yeehaw. Uh, yeehaw, attended that day. Mr. John Lonoir and Miss Judith Gorovitz.
1: Oh, I don't know them personally. but No, I, I've never I, heard of them before. They me were, were in town. because the uh,
0: actual I've calling card is still in the council yeah, archives. I've, so, see,
1: I've uh, seen it, yeah. Have
0: you? It's, uh, nothing special. No, it's just, well, it's a calling card. It's just a card, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just yeah, a visiting yeah. card, yeah. <laughs> what do you expect it to be, for God's sake? Not much. So they come far, but were told if they wanted pictures from inside the town hall, they could only use the photographs that were syndicated, oh. the ones that were already oh, taken. Oh, so. I see. Other interesting footnotes include... 714 guests were invited into the town hall. Oh, said, Come in, lad, come in, come in. Not you. No trainers, <laughs> sorry. 33 staff were on duty at the town hall, but they had a good night. Oh, uh, yeah, and uh, they what was left behind? Uh, 20 programme sellers were hired for the event. and I wonder what was pinched from there as well. You can imagine, though, mm. can't you? A premiere rehearsal, or premiere rehearsal. be French. Was conducted on the morning of the 5th of July at the Odeon. So uh, a bit of a, a run through.
1: Yeah, so a line of people. Aye. Someone was pretending to be the Duke of Edinburgh and, and his horse. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> come this That's way, you're right. Was that trigger? No, 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 no. no, no.
0: <laughs> Invited guests were given uh, green town hall passes and uh, the caterers were given white Passes with red writing on.
1: Oh, I love the detail of oh, it. Don't I. you? The details are
0: fantastic. Thanks Why red writing? I do not know.
1: Um, it's just what—just the strange facts of something being organised. Yeah. needs an attention to detail, and uh, God yeah. knows they had they had enough struggle when they did the Japanese tour. That was hyper organised, and. Uh, you know, nothing compared to this. Very informal, really. They rebelled about that, that as well, didn't uh, they? they? They had they, a good laugh, they, really. They, they, they just delayed laugh.
0: things and watched the Japanese go bananas because yeah. things weren't going properly.
1: <laughs> well, they didn't get bananas at the town hall. No. Um, what they did have, thanks, Mark, okay. was um, the thing I found when I was researching the notes uh, uh, on the occasion, I was going through the Hard Day's Night stuff because it's all in the council archives uh, The strangest thing i found from the council records in regard uh, regarding the civic reception is some correspondence from a lady called mrs kennedy who lived in a place called oxton in the widow, and she wrote to the ta- uh, town hall the lord mayor especially uh, a lot earlier on when when sort of everyone got wind of the beatles actually turning up and uh, she asked if she could allow her own singing group to attend the civic reception singing group um they were called the camelades men original <laughs> yeah well um we know what that means don't we because we're local but uh, um Camelades is the name of the huge shipbuilding yard uh, based in Birkenhead on the dockside there in Tranmere and uh, the Lord Mayor said yeah that's fine yeah so he responded and he was keen on the idea and what is in the actual archives is a reel to reel recording of them singing a song it's called, what song is it it's called welcome home no place like home oh, that's very apt isn't very good yeah uh, and um <laughs> and what the lord mayor was he didn't invite the camel fellas in because they would have been soggy and wet and overalls and blah blah Aye. so he agreed to play their tape so i'm sure that was just in the background somewhere while the band were munching on chipolatas and uh, enjoying the atmos of the town hall and the guests and the friends and um, I've never heard it but I've seen the tape so Ah. it
0: really does exist I've got somebody to play it and see what uh, it sounded like
1: it could be it could be bloody awful it could be yeah (laughs) Yeah. so um, (laughs) so instead of an appearance they just played the tape and um, oh it's just a nice gesture aye aye it's nice nice that yeah you uh, get some local people in the Beatle Places podcast with Mark and Col is there no beginning to their talent (laughs) Tell us a bit more.
0: Right, well, actually, there were invite lists. There were two of them, actually. Some were invited to the civic reception and the film premiere, and some only the premiere. So here are some of the key invites, or invitees. A Hard Day's Night was made by uh, United Artists, and the stars, makers, and executives from the movie came exclusively for the film premiere. They uh, caught the 10.20 a.m. train from London, Euston, for Liverpool Lime Street, and checked into the nearby Adelphi Hotel. Lucky people.
1: Oh, yeah, poor... Yeah.
0: And Roy Rogers has been there, hasn't <laughs> he? He stayed at the <laughs> Adelphi Hotel. He did, actually. And his horse. And his horse. And his horse. Yeah. Uh, and they checked in approximately 2.30pm. Uh, hopefully the beds were made by them. <laughs> uh, and United Artists laid on a cocktail party until the premiere. And uh, the key attendees were William Shenson who's the producer of A Hard Day's Night. Oh, yeah. Alan Owen, who wrote The Thing. Yeah. Dick Lester, the director. Victor Spinetti, who uh, oh, well, was the...
1: Big friend of The Beatles, wasn't he? He was the TV all. director. Yeah. He,
0: he's, he's been with them quite a while. And he was in
1: all their movies.
0: And Lionel Blair. That's him tap dancing, by the way. Lionel Blair, the actor and dancer. Uh, he was in it, playing a, a dancer, funnily enough, and a choreographer. Norman Rossington. God bless him. Little Norm. And uh, Wilfred Bramble, who he played... A, he was a big star, wasn't he? Paul's at that time.
1: Big, Yeah, big comedy star in, in Britain, and he played Paul's granddad. Yeah,
0: yeah he was in a, a programme on the television called Steptoe and Son. Yeah. And uh, one of the things they said a lot in Steptoe and Son uh, is Son so you dirty old man. Ah. And that's why the obverse of that is he's very clean, they say, in the film. Because he they, was. He was very, very respectfully clean. nice and. He was from Ireland, Wilfred Bramble. Yes he was. And in yeah. the film he spoke in his normal accent. So he talked like that, normally.
1: Oh to be sure, he's a fine fella. He is. Oh, he's already by me. So that's he's what a grand man. Did. grandman. Um yeah, uh yeah, Wilfred Bramble blind. Aye. Yeah. Thanks, Ma. Okay.
0: If you love the Beatles as much as we do, then that's twice as much as we half expected. Is that right? It's the Beatle Places podcast. With Mark and Cole.
1: So, um, what, what can I tell you more? That's more. Uh, the, the other invite there's list. More? There, there's more? There was another invite list. Don't wow. Forget. There were two. So, uh, these would have included local dignitaries. Now, some you know, some we know, some you'll never know. Um, a fella called uh, key, key Personnel, where, I don't know, let's say the movers and shakers in Liverpool. Let's oh, say right. that. So, Mark will know a fella called Rushworth. Because he owned the local music shop, that's where Paul and uh, George and John went for their instruments. Pete Aye. Best got his drum kit from there. Rushworths, John uh, W.J. Rushworth. You
0: buy your records there, well. Probably like...
1: never met the band in his life.
0: No, I bought but, music, uh, uh, some records from Rushworths as well. Uh, well, I
1: got I got a guitar from there, but that's another story. Aye. And uh, that's probably my first one, I think. Right. A uh, fella called John Moore's. He was a huge uh, sort of, uh, let's say, a successful man. Very successful. And uh, he was a local guy. And he was the guy who instigated the John Moores Art Foundation. And he was the guy who uh, created an art competition every year. And Stu Sutcliffe applied uh, one of his uh, paintings. It was a, a, triptych, a triptych painting he sent in. I uh, can't remember the year, 1960, 61. Uh-huh. And he didn't come first, but he won some money, which he helped uh, with his prize money for his picture. that was bought... By John Moore, uh, and he didn't know Stu Sutcliffe, didn't know anything to do with the Beatles at the time. He just liked the picture. And John Moore bought the picture, and Stu Sutcliffe got something like 65, 80 quid. It's yeah. always been a bit of a varied mm-hmm. amount. And with that, he bought a bass guitar, and he made a little bit of history himself as a Beatle. Yeah.
0: John Moore's a... Uh, he- he ran Littlewoods pools as well. Didn't yeah, so like
1: yeah, uh, very early uh, uh, gambling syndicates that yeah. everybody did.
0: And Littlewoods shops as and, well, the clothing shops, chain stores, shops. Yep. Yeah, very successful man.
1: Um, and little. Yeah, he was a little guy. The, the yeah. statue outside Littlewoods, the shop in town, yeah. is quite big. And he's on a plinth, and uh, I'm taller yeah. than him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, God love him, he's not around anymore. So who else came on this invite list? Well, there was Ray McFall, who was the owner of the Cavern at the time, good friend of the band. Bob Waller was on the invite list. He was the MC DJ at the Cavern, very influential man. I believe he was a very nice fella. Um, Harry Epstein was uh, invited to, Brian's brother, and sort of business partner, let's say that, part of NEMS, um, uh, because it was his dad. Sorry, I beg your pardon, it was Start his dad. Start again. Yeah. Harry Epstein, Brian's father, came, and he brought Clive, Brian's brother, with him, all part of the NEMS empire. Aye. Um, who else came? Well, uh, George's parents, Harry and Louise, and... Um, um, Harry uh, Harrison George's brother came along with his girlfriend. Um, Mr and Mrs. French no more relatives of George uh, Jim and Peter McCartney who were they Jim and Peter McCartney were Jim and Mike McCartney because Paul used his middle name and so did Peter Michael McCartney Mike yeah, McCartney
0: because James Paul McCartney yes and Peter Michael McCartney
1: yeah um, who else was on that invite list a fellow called Albert Kendall You'd probably know him as Uncle Albert because there was a song made up by Paul about his uncle. Uncle Albert. Uncle Albert. Um, uh, and Paul invited quite a few of his family along, including Owen and Dillis Moen. And they ran a local pub that Paul used to go to as a young fella. Um, Joseph and Joan McCartney, Henry and Jane Harris, his Auntie Jin, in other words. Frieda Kelly came along and Frieda Kelly was uh, the secretary for Brian Epstein and she began the Beatles fan club. Very influential person, nice person, and uh, I used to work around the corner from her. Um, Who else came along? Ringo's family got uh, uh, an invite too. Mr and Mrs E Graves. So that was uh, Harold and Elsie Graves. Um, They came along, as did Ringo's grandparents. But strangely, John's invite list didn't show his Auntie Mimi or even his wife. Cynthia on it. Did he, they not
0: appear at all? Did well, we, didn't he, they? he was sent a list at the Plus last
1: minute and typically he filled it in very late. So he invited his uncle Norman, uh, Norman Birch by name, who was his uncle who ran a garage in a place called Gattaca. And um, he, in turn, had six tickets. So he brought along, imagine that this way around, he ah. brought along his auntie, his wife, Harriet his half-sister, Layla and uh, Auntie Mimi came along as well, and Cynthia came along as well, but they weren't directly invited. Yeah.
0: Very odd. It's probably, you uh, said, we'll, we'll do it this way. Yeah, you
1: know. I suppose. Um, uh, yeah, the invites were there. I mean, they took advantage back of to
0: it. Back-to-front way of doing it. Yeah.
1: Um, so, uh, in terms of other people who weren't relatives, only Ringo brought somebody who was a, a, an old neighbour friend of his back in Madrin Street in Dingle. <clears throat> Uh, a lady called Mrs. Christian, so that was very nice. and uh, that just formed part of the extra invite list. the people bit the people they knew, the people they loved uh, family and friends. Ah,
0: uh, like Paul as well he invited uh, his dad.
1: Oh yeah it was did. Jim
0: McCartney. Uh, there was Joe McCartney as well. who was Joe McCartney?
1: Joe was um, uh, um he was the one who told jokes all the time uh, so um, uh, uh, he's a brother of Jim.
0: Um, Mike McCartney came as well, along as well. That's his brother, obviously. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Albert Kendall of Upton Road, Claughton. Yeah. They came. Uh, Harry and Jane Harris, uh, they came as well. well
1: they couldn't help it. They, they, they ju- just thick, just thick and come fast, Come along, you know. yeah, come, what, come what's along. Once they got come the on. invite. Um, George
0: invited Harold Harrison. Sorry. He did. And uh-huh. uh, Mr. and Mrs. George French as well. So, uh, how about Ringo? Did, did he bring anybody?
1: Well, he was he was kind of, um, he wasn't too much on the uptake of uh, friends and everything else. I didn't see any friends in the guest list, because the guest no. list is in the uh, archives as well. But the invite list is there. It's not like they had to reply in person. They, they just turned up, and of course they knew them when they saw them, so... After the battle was uh, getting them invited. I mean, the only person I thought deserved an invite was Bill Harry, and luckily, he did get an invite, uh, as did Frida Kelly, because they were key players in the Beatles' success, mm. early doors and uh, everyone. And as as I've said, Unc- uh, Albert Kendall was yeah. uh, Uncle Albert, famously mentioned in the song, which Paul wrote in Uncle 19- Albert, and Auntie Gin. Yeah. Uh, Auntie Gin gets a mention in letter in. Let in. yeah. yeah. And uh, his Uncle Bill, a fellow called Bill Mohin, um he ran the city center pub called the eagle it's still there it's not a pub though it's a clothes shop or something now ah, yeah. but i could point it out to you if you needed to see it i'd want to see it okay <laughs> Point it out to me <laughs> yeah. not right now oh, right. not right now yeah. um and of course all the all the usual people who, who were key players in liverpool B time turned up, and thank goodness they did, because it must have been a wonderful, wonderful night. So, be- before we wind up the story of the uh, Hard Day's Night premiere, it's time to refresh your brains, Aye. and it's time to uh, go over the answers that we've been gagging for with the Hard Day's Night trivia questions that Mark posed us earlier on. Let's have them from Mark.
0: Right, so, so I asked you three questions, and what I wanted to know was, on April the 1st, 1964, John met his dad. Or Alfred turned up to say hello to John. What I want to know is, what did John say to his dad when he turned up? So any beyond idea hello, beyond hello. <laughs> well, I don't think he said hello really.
1: <laughs> hey, um, yeah, it would have been a bit coarse, I reckon. No, no, it wasn't oh. really. Well, uh, it, uh, okay, quote uh, me. It could have been bits of
0: words interjected in between. Yeah, I guess as much. He said, "What do you want?" Oh. That was what he said to him. What do you want?
1: Yeah.
0: Money, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah. And uh, the second question was, uh, Paul's song in uh, Hard Day's Nights called And I Love Her, who is the inspiration for
1: that song? Any idea? I'll throw this one at you. Go on. Go on, then. Was it Hattie Jake's famous character? Not monster? quite. Very close. Very was close. it? <laughs> <laughs> was it Cardew Robinson? Oh no, he's a bloke. Are oh, you getting closer? Uh, uh, was it uh, Jane Asher. It was ah! Jane Asher. Well done. Ah, That's as much just a just through them jokey ones. Have a fruit gum. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Right, and fine and ar Lily Uh the photographer of the album cover, Hard Day's Night, all the pictures of them looking left, right, up, down, smiling, and this, that and the other. Uh what I want to know is who took those photographs? Any idea? Go on.
1: Um tell well, me. We, we had a few, didn't we? There was always a few and uh, it was of uh, the time when all the album covers meant something and they were big they were a big deal. I've just been reading about this fella and it's Robert Freeman. Correct Robert Freeman. Well yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's a great story about him with the Help album which uh, we'll talk about in the next podcast after this one.
0: Super. Yeah, you go. you go. I
1: told you I would and I did.
0: Right, well, well done there, Cole. You Thanks got very much. Uh, two out of three correct. It should be Two out of three? I made up one. Yeah. I made up one. All right, then. <laughs> car, <laughs> All yours. Over team. to you again.
1: So we're wrapping up the story of a hard day's night in the premiere in Liverpool on the tenth of July in nineteen sixty-four, with some final facts and figures. Uh, if you happen to need to know, you can always tell this to people at random in the street that over 200,000 people lined the streets of Liverpool that day and the city centre and the outskirts uh, to wave to their favourite Fab Four. Because of this, they arrived late at the town hall because they spent so long saying hello to everybody they knew along the way. They should
0: have included that, shouldn't they, really? To so realise it's going to be... Uh... You don't know, you don't mm. know.
1: I mean, uh, the times you kind of know Paul's in town... Um, he doesn't get swamped with people because people just let him go past. Really, yeah. <laughs> he's going fast anyway. So, sure. um, so uh, when the Beatles uh, arrived at town, all they were greeted, of course, firstly by a local MP, a lady called Bessie Braddock and uh, she was a larger than life character to say the least yeah. um and very much a campaigner for all the rights all the right sort of stuff as an mp was as she was a labor councillor um but she didn't they didn't meet the lord mayor straight away because uh, bessie herself was a fan of wrestling and boxing and actually she did like local music she had a, she had a, an interest in local bands and uh, one band that got invited uh, and i don't think they sang was a band who I liked called The Chants C H A N T S they were a black music a cappella group uh, uh, they've sung some there's some great singles of theirs on YouTube if you care to look and the chants were invited to the event and in a manner of speaking the beatles knew them anyway because they had uh, one or two of the singers in the band were played with them to accompany them in the cavern once or twice in their time. Yeah, yeah. But, um, well, sadly, they didn't get a chance to sing because it would have been really interesting to sing an a cappella song. You know, they sang, uh, yeah, uh, lots of stuff, but, um, I can't think of anything they've done like <laughs> 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 now. Now you mention oh, it, well, yeah. there you go. Um, but anyway, the 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 thing was, the, beat, the 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 other key factor was the Beatles were asked to appear on the balcony, the big famous balcony that they have been filmed as. They were asked to appear on it twice and uh, they actually had to turn up twice. And uh, I think that's the bit where John kind of made a salute of some kind where he suggested he... Um, he might have made a Nazi salute. No, I'm not entirely sure. I don't sure. think so. Uh, in, you never know. In poor never taste know anyway, but you can yeah. never know. Yeah. So the civic reception and the fem- film premiere, of course, a huge success because I thought the film was, was great anyway. Yeah, I love it. And the film itself was a big worldwide hit and uh, what the Beatles have said about the whole day themselves was they remember it being one of their best ever days. So there's no two ways about it. A Hard Day's Night was an important film for them and a big day out for everyone else.
0: So uh, yeah, that's it really—the uh, ins and outs, ups and downs, lefts and rights of a hard day's night premiere in Liverpool on the tenth of July, nineteen sixty-four. Oh, I was just a young lad then.
1: Oh, it looks like it.
0: And uh, hope it was worth the wait. Really, we we're we'll gonna have some more specials coming up and a bit later on, a later podcast. Yeah. See how but, this uh, one goes. Yep. Yeah, it's time to go because it's uh, nearly my bedtime. <laughs> uh, give me kippers of steam, wash me <laughs> socks and. Uh, <laughs> Everything else, have a shave.
1: Yeah, I mean that, that beard you can tuck it into your belt as much as you like. It's just in the way as, far as, showing, as well. Is it showing? Is it too it's much showing yeah. now? Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, cheers, Mark. Yeah. Um, so uh, one and all, just let's let's say on behalf of us both, it's been uh, nice to do this special with you. A bit of a different show.
0: Quite a long show tonight.
1: Uh, a long show, and if you've been jogging, I'm sure you're gone around the track twice. <laughs> uh, but thank you for listening, and uh, of course subscribe to our little podcast thing uh, on Audible and Spotted Dick and uh, but Apple and all the rest that, that are out there. So many thanks to all the people who are Instagram followers too because uh, I do know you're there. Uh, and I'd love to call you all by name, and th- but that'd be just daft. So just suffice yeah. to say, thanks for all the people who are out in Seattle and New York and South America and Hamburg and, uh, and around the corner. Oh, and uh, the you've been all very nice, mm-hmm. so please please keep it up and um, uh, Mark had suggested that we we never get around to mentioning if you want to get in touch with us uh, I think it's time to mention that you can and uh, we have uh, I think my email address I'll mention in a minute if I can fish it out and I'll tell you all about it because uh, it's here uh, uh, I'll repeat it to you uh,
0: Right. that's turning pages yeah, i'm it's, turning pages it's well rehearsed that's
1: very that's professionally unprofessional um but it was here once upon a time and uh, oh yeah got right. it. i've got it now right um so if you'd like to contact the show speak to mark speak to me uh in a in a sort of uh, readable way but type slowly please because we're very slow readers (laughs) Um, and if you can reach us regarding the show nothing else we don't give recipes out we don't give health hints (laughs) Um, uh, certainly not beauty tips certainly not so um, you can reach Beatles Podcast with Mark and Carl via the following email address are you ready it's beetleplacesinquiries at gmail.com and inquiries is spelt with an I for indigo. So if Mark cares to read that one out professionally, but his nice, deep, right. dull tones.
0: So Beetle Places Inquiries, so, so that's I N Q U I R I E S. So Beetle Places Inquiries at gmail.com. God bless you. Done.
1: God bless you. Thank you for getting in touch. <laughs> if you do, when you do. But, uh, uh, yeah, no no rubbish, please. So uh, I think we've pretty much done it. So you've been all very nice and you're all very patient listening to our long show. But it was a special. It was a little bit different and it was going to be. And I thank very much, very much uh, in English. I thank Mark very much indeed for uh, giving his contribution to the show. It it was a long one tonight. So uh, cheers. Is my check in the post? I'll write it tonight.
0: Right. Uh, so, if you like the Beetle Places podcast with Mark and Cole, don't forget to share with us and your friends. Let everybody know. Share Consequently, us. share you, us. Share, yeah, share us. Share us with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. cake. Let people know what yeah. we do and where we are here. <laughs> if you didn't like it, then. Show some people you don't like. <laughs> but if you want to waste their valuable time, yeah, that's, that's a good that's idea. The way to do that's
1: it. a great idea. So, uh, on behalf of us both, it's, it's been a pleasure doing the show for you again tonight. Uh, we always enjoy it. We seem to enjoy it. And we enjoy having our uh, regular uh, slice of medication on the way. So, it's cheery bye. And that's your lot for now. And turn the red lights off. It is off. That's it then. That's got it done then. That's got it done then. All right. Ta-da. Ta-da.
0: Thanks for listening to the Beetle Places podcast with Mark and Carl. We hope to see you again soon and don't forget to visit the gift shop on the way out where you can buy all sorts of stuff.